Hello. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to record this. Welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I am your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health coach and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. Okay, so last time we talked, and I apologize that it's been over a month again, I have been slacking on my podcast game, and y'all have been sending me messages like, where are you? Where's the podcast? We miss you. It's coming back, okay? I promise. I miss you guys too. Um, Last time we talked, the last podcast I uploaded, I told you a super top secret that we had gone ring shopping. Fast forward to today, and I am officially a fiance. Oh my gosh, it's Thursday. Daniel proposed on Monday. I'm still on cloud nine. It's so interesting to me because we've been together for a total of over seven years, right? So maybe I'll talk a little bit about our love story gag. No, but like I love this man so much. I'm going to try not to be like cheesy or annoying, but I truly love him so much. I'm so obsessed with him. Even after like I've known him for over 10 years. So Let's rewind. I know I've told this story a little bit before, but I met him. We met on Tinder. So we met on Tinder back. I was 19 years old. So this was 10 years ago. We matched on Tinder. We actually had a mutual friend and I told him like, I don't think I would have ever, I never hung out with complete strangers. Like if I matched with someone on a dating app, I made sure I knew someone that knew someone that knew them at the very least, Um, or that we had a mutual friend just so that I could confirm that they were not crazy, not a psycho, not out to kill me. Um, That's just, I've listened to so much true crime in my life. So I literally was watching Criminal Minds when I was like 11. I don't know how I slept at night. But so we had a mutual friend and this is a really crazy story. I don't know how far back to go. So I met, I met this guy, his name was Alex in uh, a class at college. Okay. So at a business class and he, we became friends really fast. He liked me. I didn't really like him at the time. Um, but he had an apparel company and he was like, Hey, me and my, like me and my business partner, like we have this apparel company, it's automotive apparel. You should model our stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure. Right. I'm 19. I think I'm hot shit. Yeah. I'll model for you. And then I get a message that's like a text message. Hey, this is Daniel, um, Alex's business partner. I want to finalize things for the photo shoot. And I got weirded out, you guys, for some reason. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this photo shoot. I'm not going to do it. And so I never texted him back. At the time, I had no idea who he was, right? I He could have been 30. I was 19. He could have been 40. I had no idea. And I was like, no, this is weird. I changed my mind. Fast forward. I match on Tinder with him. And I was like, oh, this guy's cute. Match on Tinder. Then I scroll to his last picture. And it was a picture with him and his business partner who I knew and had a class with. And I was like, no way. This is the guy I ghosted? Oh, no. So we matched. And we just hit it off from there. Um, Our first date, they say chivalry is dead. It's not. Our first date was a house party. (laughs) Um, I was 19. He was 22 at the time. We went to a house party and I met him at his apartment and I'm like, I parked and he met me outside of the apartment. Cause you know how apartments work. Like I would have had to get buzzed in all of that. So I met him right outside where there's like guest parking. I parked my car. 
He was parked next to me. I get out of my car and I get in his passenger seat. I open the door. I slide in. I shut the door. It was like I had done it a million times before. I don't know how to describe that feeling, but like I got in his car and there was nothing. It was so comfortable. Like I said, it was like I'd done it a million times. Like I get in his car and I'm like, hi, all right, let's go. It felt so comfortable. It felt like home. Like it felt like I had already done it before. That's the only way I know how to describe it. And so yeah, we go to this house party. It's a great time. Um, We kissed that night. Anyways, that was our first, that was like our first date meeting in real life. Um, We dated for about three years. Now, we, it was not easy. It was not an easy time. I was 19. I was in school. I was a cocktail waitress. He was 22 and he was trying to start his business. So he was kind of trying to figure it all out. We were just two broke kids. And I was like, pay attention to me. Like I needed more attention. And he was like, I'm, I'm trying to hustle. Like I'm trying to grow my business. And so we dated for three years and we had like, it was definitely rocky at times. We ended up breaking up after those three years, we broke up and I was in another relationship for three years. We did not speak one word. Okay. We break up. And after that, we do not talk for three years. And then the relationship that I was in ended. He broke up with me. It was obviously all happened for a reason. And I reconnected with Daniel. I like started following him on Instagram again. Of course, this is like such a millennial story, but I started following him on Instagram again and I had seen, I could see that his business was flourishing. Like he was doing so well. He had a shop at that point. Like he was no longer doing it out of his house. He'd grown so much. And so I DM'd him. I was like, okay, I'm going to DM him. And I was probably tipsy. I probably had a cocktail. It was probably later at night. I was with some girlfriends and I was like, I'm just going to DM him. And so I DM'd him and I said, hey, like, I know you don't need to hear this from me because you guys are breakup. Like, it wasn't a good breakup. Like I said, we broke up and we didn't speak for three years. So I DM'd him and I said, I know you don't need to hear this from me. I know I'm like the last person you need to hear this from, but I'm really proud of you. Like, you have come so far and what you, like, the business that you have now is incredible. And I just wanted to say that. And then I unsent the message on Instagram. Okay. So then I unsent it and then he saw that I had sent a message, but then it was gone when he opened like our, our message chat. And so he DM'd me and he goes, did you send me a message? And I was like, yes, but I unsent it and I copied it. Okay. I copied it before I unsent it. Cause I was like, well, maybe I'll resend it. And so I ended up pasting it and I resent it. I was like, I just, this is what I wanted to say. I was kind of embarrassed Um, and so I said it and we just kind of reconnected at this point. We hadn't talked in three years. He'd grown his business. I now had my own health coaching business. Um, it was the first month where I'd like launched my, I, the first month where I'd launched the balance Bay blueprint officially. And I had made $8,000 that month in my first month coaching. I'd never made that much money in my entire life. Okay. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I was a cocktail waitress before I worked in a restaurant. I maybe was making like 1500 to two grand a month. I was still living at home. So like to make $8,000, I was on top of the world. And 
so we kind of both talked about our businesses. He told me how he's been. I let him know what I had going on. And I was the one that said it. I said, well, like if you want to catch up and get dinner, like I would love to like talk to you in person. There was a lot of misconceptions around our breakup. Just a lot of, a lot of stuff, things we needed to clear up. And so he was like, yeah, I'd love to get dinner. So he picked a place to get dinner. He told me what time and I met him there and we got dinner and it was seeing him again after three years. I was so nervous. You guys, I, my hands were so clammy driving to dinner. Like I was sweating. I was freaking out nauseous. And the second I saw him, he gave me a hug. He was like, hi, it felt like home again. It felt like that. It felt safe. I, that's again, the only way I can describe it felt like coming home. And I can literally remember this moment, like snapshot in my head and we get dinner and we talk and we laugh and we catch up. And at the end of the night, he looks at me and he says, I never stopped loving you. I never, I, I like, I never stopped loving you. And then he kisses me and you guys, I almost passed out. I'm, I'm not even kidding. It felt like a movie and I'm sure you're listening to this. Like, how is this your life? I don't know. I remember like driving home on cloud nine. Okay. On cloud nine. The next day he texted me and he was like, did last night really happen? Like we both kind of couldn't believe that like God had brought our paths back together. It was just so crazy. So we reconnected. We started dating again. Within like three weeks of reconnecting, he asked me to be his girlfriend again. Again. I mean, for the second time, you know what I mean? And the rest is history. We've been together four years now again. So a total of seven years. Been together four years again. And not to say that these past four years haven't been the most insanely challenging, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I mean, with our relationship, dating again, we kind of both thought we grew a lot outside of that relationship. And then when we got back together, the same problems were kind of coming up. The same fights were happening. I was having these same like beliefs and it just, it was really hard. We almost broke up a few times. We did break up once. I went through a lot of health struggles. Um, I went, I had insomnia. I had anxiety. I had panic attacks. I was really struggling with my business. I was playing the victim a lot. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of poor me. This is so hard for me. And he would try to give me advice. And as someone, he runs a very successful business and I wouldn't listen. And it was, it was just hard. And then COVID hit and COVID was insane, right? But I feel so grateful to say that COVID, like those two years were some of the best years of our life for our businesses, for our relationship. We traveled more than we have. It was, I just can't even believe where the last four years have led us, like where we are now. We are so strong. We have been through so much. We are still so in love. Like I, again, not to be like sappy and crazy, but like I, he is my best friend 
in the whole entire world. Sorry, Tori, if you're listening to this, but he truly is my best friend. No one makes me laugh harder until I like, I'm, tears are streaming down my face. I'm peeing my pants. I can 100% be myself with him. He's so funny. He just gets me. He loves me for who I am. I'm, I can be a lot sometimes. I'm very emotional. I'm loud. I'm intense. He's definitely more logical, even keeled as like I would want a man to be. But he holds space for me. And it's just, it's such a beautiful dance that we do in this relationship. And I just feel, I'm going to cry, you guys. I feel so grateful. I really do. Ah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm embarrassed that I'm crying and I can't believe I'm doing this whole podcast in one take, but I don't think I'm going to edit it. I think I'm just going to throw it up there. So that's kind of our love story, I guess I would say. Um, and so fast forward to, yes, we went ring shopping. We looked at rings. And so of course I knew an engagement was coming. That's a question that I got. Like, did you know, did you know? Yeah, I knew something was coming. I knew it was going to happen at some point because we talked about it. Um, And another thing that I want to say, like, obviously he's my best friend, but we align on every single thing that really matters. And this is what I want to tell anyone who's still dating or like thinking about marriage in their relationship is make sure you talk about the really big important things. Make sure you talk about how you want to raise children. Do you want to homeschool? Do you not want to homeschool? Do you want to work? Do you want to work part-time? Do you want to vaccinate your kids? Do you not? How do you want to feed them? How do you want to discipline them? Where do you want to live? What do you think the like household responsibilities should look like for each person? Like, Please talk about these things because I have so many friends that have gotten into relationships or gotten married and are now divorced because like these things when they were younger in their earlier mid twenties, they didn't talk about these super important things. And then they got married and then kids are in the picture and they realize they're on two completely separate pages. Um, and I will say at the beginning, you, you've heard me say this too, that Daniel wasn't as on the same level as me about a lot of things. I'm the one that turned him into a conspiracy theorist. Like I, I joke all the time that I created a monster because now he's pretty, he's more intense than I am, but he was still eating Jack in the box. You know, he was still eating crappy foods and now he will be in whole foods reading the back of a label, checking for seed oils. So like there are things that you can work with or like you can work on with someone, but making sure the most important things of like, how you want to live your life and raise your children, you agree on. So anyways, I guess I knew an engagement or a proposal was coming. We looked at rings, but I let go of the like, is he going to do it today? Is it going to be tomorrow? We're going on a trip this weekend. Is it going to happen then? I really let go of that because I knew it was going to happen. I wasn't in a rush. Again, we've been together over seven years at this point total. And I, I know I'm going to spend my life with him. I just wasn't worried. So Monday comes along and we are, we didn't really have plans. We were going to go to the mall. We had to pick up a suit. We were going to a couple weddings. So we got a suit and we were going to get massages at the end of the day. Those were like the two main things we had on our Monday. So we get coffee in the morning and Then we get in the car and I just assume like, oh, we're going to go to the mall and take care of that first. Then he gets on a freeway that's going the opposite direction. And I'm like, hey, babe, where are we going? Are we going to look at a car? And 
if you know anything about Daniel or you've seen me post, this man loves his cars. He loves, he has an automotive like business. He loves cars. He has multiple cars. He's always looking for a new one. So in my mind, I'm like, oh God, we were getting on the freeway where like the dealerships are that we go to. I was like, are we getting a car? Are we looking at a car? And he rolls his eyes. He's like, no, we're going on an adventure. In that moment, my heart dropped. I was like nauseous. I was like, oh my, I almost started crying right there. I, I kept my cool though. I kept my cool, but I knew it, this is, it's happening. It's happening. So I just like, I'm like, all right, I'm along for the ride now. And so first he, he said, this is our era's tour. He said, welcome to our era's tour. And the fact that he brought Taylor Swift into our proposal is like the most, to me, it's like so silly how special it is to me. Does he love Taylor Swift? No. Does he know that I love her so much? Yes. And so it was just, it made it so fun and so special. So he said, this is our era's tour. And he took us first to this like concert venue and he still had tickets to this like concert festival that we went to. There was pictures of us there. And he said, this is, he basically is taking us on a tour of core memories that we have together. So that was the first stop. He had the tickets still. We kind of talked about it a little bit. We sat in the parking lot and then he said, okay, on to the next stop. The next place he took me was um, a hockey, like our, it's called the shark. They call it the shark tank, but we live in San Jose. So we go, we used to go to San Jose sharks games. And so he took us to the shark tank. The SAP used to be called the HP. Anyways, he took me there. He again had the tickets from that hockey game, you guys, which was 10 years ago. He still had the tickets to that hockey game and he was like, this is another one of my favorite memories together. It was from the night where he asked me to be his girlfriend. And that was where the tickets were from. But we'd gone to multiple games. And it was just always a fun thing that we would do. After that, he took me to the restaurant where he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I forgot to tell you this, this story. But when he asked me to be his girlfriend, he got custom fortune cookies made. Okay. So we got custom fortune cookies made and they said, Emily, you're absolutely amazing. Will you be my girl? And he brought them to the restaurant earlier in the day. He knew he was going to take me there for dinner. And so he brought them there earlier in the day because it was a Chinese, it was PF Chang's, if you guys are familiar. And so they always bring you fortune cookies at the end. So he went ahead, he made sure the hostess knew, he made sure the server knew to bring these at the end of our meal. And when you guys, he, people at that restaurant then 10 years ago probably thought he asked me to be his wife because of the reaction that I had in how cute this proposal was. So the first time he asked me to be his girlfriend was with custom fortune cookies, which he had to order like 50 of them because that's how those companies work. And so he still had other fortune cookies. So he brought those out. And then the next and final stop on the Ares tour was the spot where we first met, that parking lot where I got in his car. And so we pull up to that spot and I'm going to cry again. Oh my gosh. But he had some more memories. He had like a whole memory box um, of cards that I'd written and things we'd done together over the years. And then he pulls out the ring 
And it was like, here's our next era. And asked me to be his wife. And I immediately, you guys, I knew it was coming. I was bawling my eyes out. I was crying so hard. I didn't think I was going to cry, but I did. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was how he asked me to be his girlfriend. I mean, his girlfriend, his wife. He's so creative. He's so creative. I knew he was going to do something special. And it just, it was so intimate. There was no, no one recording it, no one around. It was just us. And that's what I wanted. That's what we wanted. Um, I wanted to be intimate. I didn't want it to be a spectacle. I didn't want to be like, oh, what am I going to look like? Is someone going to be recording it? I didn't want any of that. And so it was just us and it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And the ring is gorgeous. I'm looking at it right now. I love it so much. And he actually also got a ring. So the day of the proposal, we went to the mall because he was like, well, can I get a ring? And I was like, of course, like if you want to wear a ring, if you want to show the world that you're taken, like we don't believe in rules. Okay. We don't believe that like, oh, I have an engagement ring. So then you have to wait until the wedding and then you get a wedding band. Like, no, if he wants to wear a ring now, more power to him. Let's go. Let's go buy your ring, baby. So we go to the mall and we went to David Yerman and he got this really cool carbon fiber wedding band. It's so him. Um, again, a car guy, carbon fiber. It just, it's, it's so him. So I'm also looking at his right now. We're going to Vegas this weekend. He wants to wear it in Vegas. And I just, I, I feel so much, I don't want to say like so much happier than I thought I would. I didn't think I would feel different. I, I, I don't know what I thought it would feel like. You know, when you, it's your birthday and you're like, do you feel older? You're like, no, I feel exactly the same. This doesn't feel like that. I feel different. I feel like every time I look at the ring, I think about the fact that like I get to spend the rest of my life with my best friend who I love so much. And it just feels so special because for a long time we would talk about getting engaged and I would say like I want a ring and he's like why do you want a ring like why is it about that I said it's not necessarily do I like shiny things do I like diamond do I like fun stuff and this is a man-made diamond I know I will answer that question too it's a man-made diamond do I like jewelry and do I like nice fancy things yes it wasn't about the ring to me it was like about this physical representation of our relationship, of our bond, of our commitment to each other for life. So that's like, yes, it's pretty to look at, but every time I look at it, like I'm reminded of him. And that's, I think that's just so special. So to answer some other questions, let's get into it. So the ring is a man-made ring. We got it from Brilliant Earth, which is, I think they're a chain. They're definitely a chain. They have a bunch of different um, locations all over, usually in the major cities, but they have man-made diamonds. They have real diamonds that they ethically source. And then they also have gemstones. So like emeralds, rubies, moissanite. So there's so many to choose from. I knew right off the bat, I'm not going with a diamond. One, they're so expensive. And two, it's like, I just, why? If I can get a man-made diamond that's cheaper, then I can get a bigger rock, you know? That was literally my thought process. So I have a man-made diamond, lab-created diamond, whatever you want to call it. It's just on like a white gold band. Very simple, three carats with a hidden halo. I love it. It's timeless. I have very long witch, like witchy fingers. I don't know if you've seen my hands on Instagram. 
they're witchy. They're long and skinny, and I've always been kind of insecure about them. So I knew an oval cut was going to be the best to go with because my fingers are so long. As Like a round diamond or round cut would have looked so weird. So I'm so happy with it. Um, as far as wedding bands, I'll, I love stacking rings. So I'm probably just going to get a couple like little bands from... I don't know. Amazon. Is it bad for me to say that? But just like fun ones that I can stack and play around with until I figure out exactly what I like. And then I'll order a high quality one. But that's all the information about the engagement ring. And now everyone has a million and one questions about wedding stuff. I did not think so. Everyone, again, we've been together over seven years total. So you can only imagine all of our friends and family that ask us at every occasion, when are you guys getting engaged? Engagement soon? Wedding? What? And I'm like, eventually, yes. I, I, it was so weird to me that everyone cared more than we did. Like we were so happy in our relationship and like, I don't know, everyone else cared more than we did. So then I was like, great, we throw them a bone, okay? I have a ring now. We're engaged. They can stop asking. No. No, because now they ask, when's the wedding? Like, I haven't even had this ring on my finger on Monday for a matter of hours, and people are asking if we have a wedding date. I Is that normal? Okay, are people supposed to know within hours of getting engaged what a wedding date would be? I, I don't even understand. Um, but we are not traditional in any sense of the word, really. Um, I do feel I have traditional values, but when it comes to like so many things, we're just very unconventional and we really don't care what other people think. And so that's why it's like Daniel's wearing his wedding band now. That's fine. We will probably never get married on paper. I'll say that right now. We probably will not get the marriage certificate and go down to the... No. We just, I don't feel the need, I've said this before, I don't feel the need to get the government involved in my relationship. Okay, this is between us and God, not the government. And signing a piece of paper doesn't mean anything except that you're basically entering a partnership in the eyes of the law. It's almost like a business. And I just... I don't know. I'm such a rebel. I, I really am like so anti-gov that I'm like, no, stay out of my business. You do enough. You mess with my life enough. I'm not giving you this. And um, also as two business owners, we're both entrepreneurs in California. Our financial planner told us like, oh, you guys will actually end up paying more in taxes if you get married. So you should just live together, wear rings, like say you're married, we can create a like a living trust, you can put all of your assets in a trust together, have legal documentation of everything. Um, and it's, it's the same thing. So I'm like, isn't that so insane that being business owners, if we get married, we actually get screwed on taxes. It's so crazy to me. But I will when we, do, when we have children, which that's going to be the next question also, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have children? I will change my last name. It's very important to me to like be a family and to have the, la the same last name as my children. That just, it matters so much to me. Um, so wedding, as far as wedding goes, what will we do? 
it will probably be like a private, like an elopement. We will probably elope and I'll still have the dress. We'll have a photographer. We'll take some beautiful pictures somewhere, maybe in one of his crazy sports cars. It'll be a fun thing. And we'll have private vows. That's another thing that's really important to me. I want it to be private. Again, we are marrying each other under God, right? I don't feel the need to shout my vows in front of the whole world, in front of all of our friends and family. This is, it's a private moment and it it's sacred and it's between me and him. And so that's really why I want to have private vows. And then we'll just have a big party. We're just going to have a party. It's not going to be anything crazy. Again, I will have an outfit change though, because I am a slightly high maintenance and I do like dressing up and having fun. So I'll have like a dress for the elopement and the pictures and the private vows. And then I'll change into some other like maybe white sequined like jumpsuit, like pantsuit type thing. So that's my vision. And then it'll just be a really fun party with our closest friends and family. And that's it. I don't want anything stressful. I don't want anything crazy. And I don't want anything expensive. Why? It's so crazy to me. And like, yes, we have money. We could throw a a really cool wedding, an expensive wedding. But why? Why would we be doing that? It's the question that I keep coming back to. Is it to prove something to someone else? Because if I'm asking myself, I don't need all of that. I don't need the theatrics. Again, I love this man so much. I want to spend my life with him. I don't care about all of that. I don't care about crazy flower arrangements and insane three course meals and hors d'oeuvres and a cocktail hour and bridesmaids. I just don't. It's, I don't know. It might be shocking to you guys. Cause I know you think I like really nice things. I'm not an extravagant person though. Um, so it, again, it'll probably just be like 20 people because here's the thing. I have a very big family like extended family. So it's either like my immediate family, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my grandma, and like a couple of my best friends, or it's literally 60 people. All of my cousins, I have family in Hawaii, I have family in Maryland, I have family in Oregon, in Southern California, all over California. He has family in like Denver and it would just be absolutely insane. I've also thought about a destination wedding because that would weed out a lot of people and then it would be like this big vacation and you could kind of kill two birds with one stone. It could be a vacation. It could be a honeymoon. It could be a party. It could be fun for everyone. In my opinion, if I choose to get married, right, if I'm having a wedding, I'm not going to ask you to spend upwards of $1,000 on a wedding gift, on an outfit, on maybe a hotel room, on travel, you have to take work off. No, that's so crazy to me. And it, I don't know, I see it as selfish. (laughs) So yeah, but that's just me. And I would just want to make it convenient for everyone. So whatever we did, we would pay for it. So whether we would rent a massive like house, like a sprawling mansion in Lake Tahoe that overlooks the whole lake that was that's able to sleep 20 to 24 people, it could sleep our entire family and we can get married on a deck that overlooks the entire lake. I'm happy with that. I don't want anything crazy. I would love to hear though, all of you guys listening, okay? You're my besties. You guys get the like inside scoop. The podcast is where I spill my secrets. I talk about all my innermost thoughts. And I would love to hear what you have done, 
what your wedding was like. Did you elope? Did you have a big wedding? Did you regret it? Were you so happy? To me, it's really important that I have some pictures. So like photography is a really important part of it because like there's only so much you can remember in your brain, right? I want to have pictures to look back at. That's probably what I would spend the most money on, I guess is like food and a photographer and I guess my outfits. But that's really it. And if I'm being honest, I could do without it all as well. My parents kind of did the same thing. My mom had a previous marriage I have a half brother. So in her first marriage, she had a full on wedding. Okay. Her centerpieces were like fish bowls with water, floating candles and goldfish in the centerpieces. Goldfish. Okay. She had lobster and filet mignon dinner. She did the whole thing. And um, then they got divorced and she met my dad. They were in the middle of kind of planning a wedding. They had a deposit down at this venue called the Decathlon Club, a really nice kind of, I guess, country club in this area, sports club. And my dad said one night they were kind of trying to plan it, writing a list of people. And my mom just looks at him and goes, we don't have to do this, you know, we don't have to do this. And he was so relieved. He was like, okay, are you sure? She was like, yep. And so my parents actually ended up getting married in our home. So the, the house I grew up in. So they bought a house and they got married in that house with like literally 10 people there. She didn't even have a bouquet. She forgot about a bouquet. And so my cousin picked flowers from our neighbor's yard. They got married and y'all, they've been together 30 years. So it just goes to show that like the wedding isn't the peak of your relationship. And actually there's a weird statistic that shows that says that the more you spend on a wedding, like there's this correlation of the cost of the wedding and the likelihood of you getting divorced, which is insane to me. I'm sure income obviously plays a huge part in it. I think if you don't, if you only have a certain amount of income and you are going crazy getting into debt for your wedding, I just think it's insane. There's this show, speaking of insane, there's this show on Netflix called Marriage or Mortgage. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's absolutely bonkers. It's a show where there's a team of wedding planners and a team of realtors, okay? And there's always like one or two couple. I think it follows one couple each show. And the wedding planners like try to plan them, map out their dream wedding, and then the realtors try to find them like their dream home, right, within budget. And then they choose, like, are we going to get married with this dream wedding or are we going to spend the money on a mortgage and get a house? And y'all, the amount of people that actually, and I try not to judge, like, it's your life, do what you want, but the amount of people that end up choosing the wedding over a home is crazy. Again, you are just sinking money into one day of your life. And I get it. I don't want to judge. Like if you have been dreaming of your wedding since you were a little girl, I get that. I, I, it just has never been me. I've never dreamed of my wedding dress or my wedding day. Um, it's just never been something that I've thought about. So if that's you, then I get that. If this is like the most special thing for you, but a home is an asset. A home is an investment. A home is something that will appreciate over time. You can live in it. It serves a purpose. So like watching these people choose a wedding over 
a, a home, it just seems crazy to me. Am I the only one? To, like, please light me up if you think I'm crazy. But um, I feel like I've been rambling. Yes, I have been talking for 35 minutes straight. Wow, I'm good at that. I am going to wrap it up here. I think I covered all the questions about wedding, proposal. I talked about our love story, how he asked me to be his girlfriend, how he asked me to be his wife, all of that good stuff. If you have more questions, please reach out. DM me on Instagram. Um, if you just want to say hi, reach out to me. Send me a voice message. Say hi. I am always in my DMs. And when I get messages from y'all, voice messages, just DMs saying, oh my God, I listen to the podcast or I love following you or connecting with you. Like the amount of messages I got after I shared our engagement, the amount of you that reached out to me with, I'm going to cry again, the sweetest messages from like essentially strangers, right? Like I do feel like I know you and I hope you feel like you know me and that we're friends. And it's just so wild to me. I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you. Like you have no idea how overwhelmed I was by the outpouring of love and congratulations on that post and messages from you guys saying like, you're my favorite person. Like this is, I've been rooting for this. I've been waiting for this. I, it means more than you will ever know and more than I can actually put into words like I words will never explain how grateful I am for my job and this community and this platform and for you so I love you so much I hope you feel that because I do when I say I love you I mean it I'm a lover so anyways tonight you guys in four hours from me recording this tomorrow this podcast will go out and Taylor Swift 1989 Taylor's version will be out and it's all that I'll be listening to. I know some people don't care about the re-release tracks. Like who cares? She's re-recording her old songs. No, 1989 is one of my favorite albums, if not my favorite era. It's really hard because I also freaking love Reputation and I didn't love Midnight's at first, but now it's one of my favorites. So anyways, I'll be patiently counting down the seconds until that happens and yeah, I'm gonna wrap this up here. So thank you. So if you made it to the end of me rambling for 38 minutes, you are the best ever. I love you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.